us of the Lord again tonight for our study. Amen. So, uh, man, it's good to have everybody here. We've been talking about this better hope, and all year we've been talking about things that are better. And the overall premise is, if you notice, you follow the concept all year, Jesus is always so much better. Everything that he bought was for something better. Amen. Praise God. And so that's what we've been talking about. So hopefully these lessons this year has impact you some to help you fulfill the mission and the purpose that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, been fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, that you may be spiritual leaders, divine leadership and spiritual growth for everyone. And you, God is exposing and showing you things about you that you need to adjust to be more like him. Amen. And that's the overall goal. And that's what the word of God does for us. Amen. So we've been talking, amen, from Hebrews chapter number seven, verse 19. Paul says, for the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did. Amen. Think about it. The, that better hope, the law didn't make anything perfect, but Jesus Christ did. Amen. He has come, amen, to help us be perfected in him. Paul tells us in Colossians 2, we are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. Amen. And so our goal is to move to perfection, that nothing, as Paul says in Romans 8, will be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that's the key to our walk with God. He does not tell us that we're not going to have situations. He doesn't tell we're not going to have trials. Amen. Matter of fact, if you look at the Sermon on the Mount in, in Matthew 5, Jesus, as soon as he comes and he gets on the mountain, he said, down, the first thing he says is, you know, blessed is the pure in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are they that mourn, they should be comforted. Blessed are they the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after the righteous, they shall be filled. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are the children of God. You know, blessed are you when men persecute you and revile you and say all matters of evil falsely against you for my name's sake. You know, he says, yours is the kingdom of heaven. You know, and he goes on and he says, you're the salt of the earth. You know, and then he tells you you're the light of the world. See, so he, he lets us know. Paul tells us in Second Corinthians, you know, we, we hear it all the time in Second Corinthians 12 where Paul says, you know, Unless, they, you know, I would be exalted above measure, they would give me a thorn in the flesh, a messing of Satan to buffet me, you know. And I sought the Lord thrice to take it away. And God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. You know, a lot of times we hear these scriptures over and over and over, but we don't sometimes realize that we have to make sure that we get the impact. What are they given to us for? Amen. The word of God is designed to strengthen us, is designed to prepare us, is designed to help us to find hope. Romans 15, 4 says the things which was written afore was written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scripture will find hope. Amen. Remember, patience came with your spirit. You know, you have to look at those things that accompanied your salvation and things that did not come with your salvation. So the things that accompany your salvation, that's where you want to focus. So all the better things came with salvation. See? 
And so therefore, we have to stay focused on those things that came with our salvation. Now, last week, we were starting to get into this thing. And I was dealing with Job a little bit last week. And we was talking about the effects of hope. What are some of the effects that hope have on us? Amen. Hope, amen, when you look at hope, hope allows us to see through that fog, that that darkness that we can't seem to figure things out, you know. And, and so, therefore, we have to be able to see through. When you look at Job's situation in his life and the things that Job tell us, amen, about the life that he was going through, Job says in Job 13, verse 15 through 16, He says, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. Amen. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Notice, verse 16. He also shall be my salvation, for a hypocrite shall not stand before him. So if God, though he, I go through things, though I face things in my life, I still trust God. That's why the Bible tells me in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. He will show you the way, the directions, and how you need to deal with it in your life. But if you start leaning to your own understanding, how I'm going to figure it out, how I'm going to get through this, amen, you're going to probably find yourself depressed. You're going to find yourself going through things in your life, <coughs> excuse me, that you really are not going to be able to figure it out. We already know, Isaiah's already told us, God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. I might think it's going to work out this way, but it may not work out that way. And when it don't work out my way, what happened? I get discouraged. <laughs> but if I work, tr- trust it to God, and as Paul says in Romans 8:28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. See, so therefore, I know that if God's called me, then he's got a purpose for my life. And no matter what road he takes me down or what path I have to walk through, you know, I go through it. The psalmist says in Psalms 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You are not my head with all, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, so if goodness and mercy is with me, I don't have to worry about anything. He's with me. That's why the Lord says in Isaiah 43, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you're in the floods, they're not going to overflow you. When you're in the fire, they're not going to burn you, and neither shall the flame kindle against you, because I have called you by your name. You are mine. Say, I belong to him. So I give my life to him. He called me out of darkness to the marvelous light, so I trust him. Amen. No matter, I've come to realize this world is not my home. 
I'm passing through here. I'm going to a better place. He has prepared for me a place. And so therefore, my hope, see, this is what Job is trying to get us to see, is through hope, you can see through the fog of the things that's going on. That's why Job says, he knows, in Job 23, amen, he says, he knows the way that I take. Job 23, 10 through 12. He says, he knows the way that I take. And when I am tried, I shall come forth like gold. See, my foot have held this step. I have kept my way and not declined. Amen. Neither have I gone back, what? From the commandments from his lips. I have esteemed his word of his mouth more than my necessary food. In other words, Job says he knows where I'm at. So I'm going to just continue to worship him and praise him. Amen. I'm not going back. I'm not going to let my circumstances and my trials turn me around because hope says go for Hope says keep pursuing. Hope said you're anticipating something better. Amen. God has prepared for you. God is coming back for us, as the angels told the apostles in Acts 1.11. The same Jesus that you see go up is coming back in the same matter that he went away. And Jesus says, when the Son of Man come, will he find faith on the earth? Amen. If I know that God is coming back for me, I am anticipating that return. I don't know when it's going to be. I, it may, as the songwriter said, it may be morning, evening, noon, or night. Oh, my brother, are you ready for the call to count your Savior King and Lord of all? The kingdoms of this world shall soon be for him fall, but we shall see the King when he comes. Amen. The hope that we have in him, the hope that we receive from his word pushes us to, to go forth. Amen. That's why you look at Job's situation. It would have been easy for Job to lose hope when you got all those negative reports. Amen. Some people get just as many negative reports as Job got. <laughs> you know, you, you stop and think when you look at Job. Amen. Four people come running. Boom, boom, boom. The Bible said before, while one is still speaking, the other one shows up. And what did Job do? If he didn't have hope in God and God's abilities and had not been able to see God work in his life, he would have probably lost hope. But what did he say? The Lord gave and the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And all that, Job did not charge God foolishness. Say amen. He kept his Faith in his trust in God. Amen. Notice what he says in Job 27, verse 6. Amen. He says, my righteousness, Job 26, he says, my righteousness I hold fast and will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me so long as I live. It's not going to make me ashamed. It's not going to condemn me. Amen. He says, I'm holding to my righteousness. I'm holding to doing what is right. Because you know why? Righteousness is the white linen of the saints of God. Amen. Righteousness is what gets us to heaven. Righteousness helps us in our hope. Amen. As long as I got hope, I got to have righteousness. As long as I got hope, I've got to have, amen, I've got to have purity. I've got to have holiness. Because that's what it does. That's why Paul says in uh, Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. 
For it is the power of God, the salvation, to everyone that believe, to the Jew, and also to the Greek. See, hope don't make us ashamed. That's what, notice Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with who? Jesus Christ. With God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 2. By whom we also have what? Access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation. We get excited about trials. Right? Y'all start tap dancing, doing the Cotton Eye Joe and all that stuff. You get excited about your tribulations. Think about it. That's how you're going to get through it. You can ponder on it. You can focus on it and let it wear you out, or you can rejoice. If Isaiah 61.3 says he is giving you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, you need to learn how to rejoice. Amen. Because that's what gets you through it. You know, you got to sing unto the Lord a new song. Because tribulations work patience and patience experience. And experience hope. And hope make us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. See? So the the effects of hope is it gives you that clear. You can see. Amen. You can see where you're going still. That's why this David says in Psalms 139, he says, if the dark, if I say surely the darkness is going to cover me, he says, the night's still going to be a light around me. He says, the darkness is as the day. He says, the God, the darkness and the light is the same. They're the same. See? So, and this is what Micah is trying to encourage us. He says, rejoice not against me, O my enemies, when I fall. He says, I shall arise. He says, and when I sit in darkness, Micah 7, 8, he says, when I sit in darkness, he said, the Lord is still going to be a light around about me. Why? Because God is in me. He is my hope. Amen. He gives me strength as I worship Him, as my heart is filled with praise. Amen. So Job could see through his troubles. He could see. That's why he said, I know my Redeemer liveth, and He shall stand upon the earth in the latter days. And though the skin worms eat this flesh, he said, yet in my, my, this body, he said, yet in my flesh, I shall see God. I shall see him for myself and not another. I'm going to see God. What about you? I pray you are. That's why you, you have to have hope. He's coming back. We are anticipating. Amen. This thing changing. If you're going through things, you have to have hope that you're going to get through and see a better day. See? It's what you have to realize here in all of this. And so this is what Job is trying to encourage us and get us to see. You know, he said, there's hope of a tree. Job 14, 7. He said, there's hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And that the tender branches thereof will what? Will not cease. He says, you know, though the roots thereof wax old, and the earth and the stump or the stalk be dead in the ground. 
Notice what he says. Yet through the sin of water, it will bud and bring forth balls like a plant. In other words, Job says you cut a tree down and stand there and look like there's nothing there. He says, but it get enough water pretty soon. You walk by that old stump again, all of a sudden you see a little green twig coming out from around the side. And the next thing you know, here come a tree coming up again. Well, that's the same way with us. Sometimes our trials, sometimes our circumstance, sometimes our problems, man, it knocks us down and we don't feel like we can get up for nothing. We just feel like we're dead. We just feel like it's all done. There's no hope. Amen. Nothing can help us. But notice what he says. Through the scent of water. I think the scripture tells me that Jesus is that living water. And so if I smell after him, if I seek after him, I can find him. Amen. And he will renew and restore me. He will lift me up. Amen. He will pick me up. Amen. And make me to live. Praise God. That's why Jeremiah says, you won't feel the heat of the day. Your branch shall not wither. Amen. You can live. We In him what? We live. We move. We have our being. Jesus Christ died, but what? He rose again. So I'll let you stay down as you hear me say all the time, three time, three days, but then you got to get up. See? So come on. You can do this thing. That's what hope. So you can see through your troubles. Don't focus on the trouble. It's dark. Focus on the light. Amen. That's where you're looking to. If, if, if we be risen with Christ, Colossians 3 says, then seek those things above. But Christ is seated. Set your affections on things above, not on the things of this earth. For you're dead. Amen? You're dead. And your life is hid with Christ and God. Amen. So, dead people shouldn't be worried about troubles anyhow. <laughs> Circumstances anyhow. We're dead. <laughs> Praise God. Paul could see through his troubles. You know, look, look what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11, 24-29. You've heard me quote this a lot around here. He says, of the Jews, five times received by 40 stripes, say one. Amen. Five times Paul got beat. He says, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep. He says, in journey and often. And dangers of water, and dangers of robbers, and dangers of my own countrymen, and perils by the danger of the heathen, and danger in the city, and danger in the wilderness, and danger in the sea, and danger among false brethren, and weariness. Anybody weary? <laughs> and painfulness? Anybody getting pain? And watching often? Hunger? Y'all they miss no meals lately. <laughs> and thirst? Fasting often and cold and nakedness. It's Wisconsin, right? We're cold, but we're not naked, right? <laughs> Beside those things, without that which come upon me daily, the cares of the church. Now look what he says in Acts twenty twenty four. But none of those things move me. Neither counteth my life dear to myself. 
so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. So think about that. Nothing moved him. Why? He could see through it. See? He knew his God. He knew God was with him. He knew God had a purpose. He knew what God had said on the mouth of olives, that you were going to go through some things, that we're going to go through some things. Amen. It's through much tribulation, Paul says, that we enter into heaven. So get ready for it. You're not going to go without it. So get in the habit when you're going through things, rejoice. Don't let it push you back. Don't let the enemy defeat you to think you can't do it and overcome. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. If the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous can run into it and be safe, run into it. Amen. Come on. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. You've got hope. See, people that don't have hope is why they quit. That's why it's the world. You know, the thing with the world is people, they don't have hope anymore. It's like that old Peggy Lee song in the 60s. Is this all there is? In other words, is this all there is? Is there nothing else? It's what she sung. Is there nothing else? But for us, there's a whole lot more. Amen. I have not seen and ear have not heard, neither have it entered in the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. Amen. There's a whole lot more than just this. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, if in this life only all we do is hope in Christ, we're going to be miserable. See? We got a whole lot more. That's why a few months ago we was talking about in, in Hebrews 11, what they was looking for a better place. They was looking for a city where God was not ashamed to be called their God. They knew they was going to a place where there be no night, where Jesus is the light. Amen. If he's going to prepare a place, see, this is what Paul is trying to get us to see. You can see through this dark. You can see through this fog. Amen. I remember when I was stationed in Germany, one of the first things they told me when I got there is because there's so much fog. You know what they says? Put some fog lights on your car. So that you, when the, when the foggy season come, you can hit your foggers and you can see through the fog. Well, hey, put some foggers lights on. Amen. Get some word. I think the scripture says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and is a light unto my pathway and entrance to thy word. Give it light. Amen. So therefore, we need to get some word deep within us so that when things look dark and I can't hardly see, that I can still see God is going before me and God is leading me and God is directing me. He gave the children of Israel the fire by night and the cloud by day to direct them. Amen. And he's given us his word, amen, to follow it, to go after it, because it will lead us to the place where he's trying to take us. That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, follow me. So I follow Christ because he is the light and he's the word. 
John says in John 8, 12, Jesus says, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have what? The light of life. Because this is the message that we have heard of him, John says, and declare it unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. See, so as long as I be a doer, James says, of the word of God, I can see. I can see what is going on. I can see what is happening. I can see when the enemy is trying to trip me. I can see these things. I can feel it. I can see it. See? And so what do I need to do? I need to prepare myself and worship God. Amen. Paul could see through it. That's why he told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, amen, preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, exalt, rebuke with all long suffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away from the truth and the fable. But watch thou in all things. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Amen. He tell us here, praise God. He says, the time of my departure is at hand. He says, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, they's laid up on me a crown of righteousness, whom the righteous judge shall give to me, and not only to me, that all those that long his appearing. Amen. We're anticipating that crown. That's hope. Don't throw your hope out the window. Praise God. He brought it to us. See? He brought us this better hope because he knew we were going to go through stuff. But he also knew that if we keep our trust and hope in him, we can get through this thing. So we can see through these troubles that we are going through. Amen. And the things that we've, we face in our life. Hope creates an attitude of confidence. See, it builds your confidence. That's why Paul says in Romans 5, he says, tribulation work patience, patient experience, and experience hope. Notice the the path that gets you to hope. See? So it builds your attitude of confidence in God's abilities. That's why Joshua and Caleb, when you look at first I mean Numbers chapter thirteen and fourteen, when everybody came back giving evil reports, they says, We're more than able. He says, If God is with us, God will Fight for us. God will give it to us. See? He says, but whatever you do, don't you go back now. You know, he says, their their cities, their walls is departed from them. He said, they don't have any protection with God. So don't you turn around. In other words, don't you lose your hope now while you're standing at the door of the promise. See? Where God is getting ready to take us in. We don't know when he's coming. You know, I get reports every day of people casting out. I don't know. I don't know when my last breath is. I don't know. I have to be ready. See? Because when I close this chapter, I'm going to walk into another, and that other is going to be eternal. So I have to keep my hope alive. (laughs) Amen. See? So hope gives me an attitude of confidence. And his ability to trust him. Is there anything too hard for God, Abraham? You know, 
Think of all the things God asked. Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? It builds our confidence. So Jake, Joshua and Caleb, because they kept their hope, they never lost their hope. Look what happened to Caleb, 85 years old. And he turns to Joshua and says, give me my mountain. He says, I'm just as strong as I was at 40 when, when, when God sent me in to spy out the land. He says, I can go out, I can come in, I can go to war just like before. Why? He never lost his hope. Even though he had to go walk another 40 years in the wilderness with everybody else and listen to all of the stuff they went through and endure all the hardness that they went through. And yet at 85, he still never lost his hope and he walked straight in to the promised land. You know, that's what hope does is it keeps you. It builds you. It strengthens you. It gives you confidence. That's why when you look at, when you look at Jonathan in 1 Samuel 14, you know, here the enemy's got them backed up. Saul is telling everybody, nobody eat anything until, you know, I'm delivered from my enemies and all that. Jonathan says to his there, come on. He says, who knows if the Lord is with us or not? He says, don't take a whole lot for God to deliver. You know? And he developed the plan and it, Notice, he goes up the mountain, and he gets up to the Philistines, amen, and he tells his armor bearer, he says, if they say, we'll come to you, he says, we'll stay because God is not with us. He said, but if they say, come to us, he says, we're going because God is with us. They get to the top of the mountains, the Philistines see them, first thing the Philistines says, the Hebrews has come out. Then they says, come to us. Jonathan says to his armor bearer, come on, God has delivered them into our hands. And within a half or acre of land, they slew 20 men, just two guys. And the Bible called that a great slaughter. Think about it. Amen. Why? Because hope built confidence. Jonathan knew what God could do. That's what he said, if God is with us. Amen. And I think some guy wrote a book that says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Think about it. If God is with us, who can be against us? That's what hope does, is it builds your confidence. He that will come, Hebrews 10, 35-39, will come and will not carry. Now the just have got to live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in them. We're not of them that draw back to perdition. We're of them that believe to the saving of the soul because we have confidence in God's abilities. Amen. That's what hope does. When David had already fought that bear in that line and saw God deliver them out of the, his hands, amen, that sheep out of his hands, he, he rehearsed the same thing to Saul again when he saw Goliath. His confidence in God's ability to deliver him out of the hands of Goliath. Notice what David says when he goes to Goliath. He says to Goliath, he says, you come to me with a sword, a spear, and a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, whom you're defiling. And this day he will deliver you into my hand and I will take your head from you and give your carcasses to the fowls of the air. 
than the beast of the field. Confidence in his abilities? No, in God's ability. See, the Bible says those things was written for our learning and our example. The stories are for us. If God be for them and with them, he will be with us and our circumstances. That's what hope does is it builds us. It gives us courage. It gives us and a good attitude and confidence to keep going in adversity and the things we face. Amen. Hope gives the believer eternal perspective that, that sees life positively in a, in a good way. Think about it. Hope gives the believer an eternal perspective that sees life in a good and positive way. Look at 2 Corinthians 11. I meant 4, excuse me, 7. Paul says, we have what? A treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. He says, we have trouble on every side. But what? Anybody's crest? No. He says, we're troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. We're confused, perplexed, but we're not hopeless. Despair. He says, we're persecuted. People talk about us, all kinds of stuff. He says, but we're not forsaken. God is with us. He says, we're cast down, but we're not destroyed. We're always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Christ might be manifested in our body. See? Think about it. Your life. Christ is in you. So no matter what you're going through, you've got to reflect him. Let your light shine, that men shall see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. But if I'm depressed, if I'm all downtrodden, who's going to believe I'm a Christian? The devil knows what you're supposed to be. The joy of the Lord is my strength. See, I have to motivate myself. I have to pick myself up. That's what hope does, is it gives me an attitude of confidence that I can do it. I can do it. That's why in the military, they always teach us, have a good, uh, what? An, a good attitude. Have an attitude, can do attitude. They always constantly talk about that. Can do it, can do it, can do it. Can do, can do. You know? And that's what you gotta have. And Paul goes on in that chapter, amen, at the end, verse 16, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16, he says, for which cause? We don't quit. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we'll reap if we don't faint. See? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivered them out of them all, Psalms 34, 19. If you faint in a day of adversity, Proverbs 24.10, your strength is small, Job, I mean, Solomon said. But you don't quit. We don't faint not. Amen. Go back to 2 Corinthians. He says, though the outward man perish, 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Notice. For which cause we faint not, though the outward man perish, something in here is, is being renewed day by day. 
that Holy Ghost is stirring up. See, that's why Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, he says, God didn't give you the spirit of fear. He gave you power. He gave you love. He gave you a sound mind. But the verse above that, he says, so stir up the gift. Keep the Holy Ghost stirred up. That's why in Leviticus, they was told, don't ever let the fire go out the altar. See, you've got to keep stirring this thing up. We faint not. Praising God. Magnified the Lord. Some say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him as lightning and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord saved him. And I delivered him out of all of his troubles. The angels of the Lord encamped around about them to fear him and deliver him. And taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that put their trust in him. The young lion do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall want no good thing. Amen. His ear and his eyes are open to the righteous. He hear our cry. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. So, so that's what Paul is trying to get us to see. Though the outward man perish, Yet the inward man is what? Renewed day by day. He says our light afflictions, verse 18. He says the light afflictions which is working in you only but for a moment. Notice, they're only working on you while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. The troubles you're going through are temporal. Trouble don't last always. They're temporal. These things we're going through is temporal. But we're going, notice, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. That's what hope does. It gives you a perspective of the eternal. That's where we're going. That's what we're heading to. Amen. So it gives us an attitude of confidence in God's abilities. No matter what happened, I know I'm a wrinkle. I'm going to get wrinkled. I know I'm going to get old. But that's all right. I find a scripture that in old age, I still bear fruit. Because <laughs> I have hope in him. That's why the tree doesn't die. That's why David says in Psalms 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, shall bring forth his fruit and his season, and whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. Think about it. Think of what God calls you. You're mine. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I am as close as the mention of my name. Seek ye the Lord while you may be found. 
Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy and abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways in your ways and my thoughts in your thoughts. As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and watered the earth that and return not thither, but make it the bud that may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall accomplish that which I please it and prosper whereunto I send it. And you shall go forth. Amen. It says with peace and be led forth with joy and the mountains and the hills will break forth in the singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Amen. Thank, amen. Psalms 55. Isaiah 55. Amen. Oh, everyone that thirsts. Isaiah 55. Come to the water. And he that hath no money, come by wine and milk without water, without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfy not? Hearken diligent unto me. Come, eat, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear. Hear, come. And your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the sure mercies of David. Think about it. That's what hope does. It gives you confidence. That's the result of hope is confidence. And it makes you not ashamed of who you are. Amen. In Christ Jesus. You don't have to be ashamed to be a Christian. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of who I am. Amen. You don't have to be ashamed because you wear a skirt or don't wear makeup or don't wear jewelry. You should be excited. Some people get ashamed, try to change, be in church one way and something else in the world. That's the being ashamed of who you are. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I don't have to try to change me. He does that. Amen. He's molding me to what he wants me to be. That's where my hope is. It's in him. He will come. Just wait. Fret not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. Hope. That's what hope does. That's the, re- that's the effects of hope. And the result of hope is heaven. Amen. That's where you're going. If you lose it, you ain't going to get there. You've got to believe. He that cometh to God, Hebrews 11, 6, must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And because I have hope in God, hope purifies, John says in 1 John 3, 3. Hope purifies me. Because see, you know why it purifies me? Because I know sin can't enter there. And so if I'm looking for his return, if I'm anticipating his return, and I know that Hebrews 12, 14 tells me to follow peace with all men in holiness, without shall no man see the Lord, then I have to be pure. I have to be holy. I have to be right. And so my hope in him keeps me pure by the washing and renewing of the word of God. I stay under the blood of Christ. Because the shed in the blood, there is no remission, right? 
So I've got to plead the blood upon my life daily. When you pray, do you plead God's blood upon you? You should set the blood over you constantly when you pray. Amen. The results of hope, amen, is eternity. Amen. We're going to a better place. We're not ashamed of the gospel. Hope helps me to endure. Amen. All the way. It gets me to the end. Galatians 5, 1 through 7. Paul says, you ran well. He says, stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yokes of bondage. Behold, like Paul said to you, if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify against every man that circumcised that he is subject or debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of none effect unto whosoever you are justified by the law. You are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of the righteousness of faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision avail of anything nor in circumcision, but faith which work it by love. You ran well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Who told you to stop running? And this race, it ain't like the world. Everybody participating ain't going to get a trophy. <laughs> See, the world says, oh, you participate, you deserve a trophy. You deserve a gift at the end. You deserve something because you was in the, you participated. Not with Jesus. He says, he that endured to the end. See, <laughs> you got to cross the line. <laughs> you know, you, you got to go all the way, you know, to the finish line and cross over and hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter the joy which has been prepared for you from the foundations of the world. Amen. And this better hope that he's bought us Amen. Well, get us there because we're anticipate his soon return. Amen. For the Lord himself, Paul says, shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And those of us that remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen. We're going to get there, but it takes your hope to keep moving forward. So don't give up. The darkest hour is always before the day. Amen. And you can get it. You can do it. Just keep your hope and what's your confidence. Just keep building up yourself on your most holy faith and what's your confidence. But you, beloved, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for and hasting for the soon coming of the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Some have compassion, make a difference. Others say with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even their garments, spotted with the flesh. Amen. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you blameless before his presence at Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Woo!